It's the Bondcast with Greg Bond, episode one. The Bondcast. Wow, here we go. Can you believe it? It's episode number one, folks. Um, <laughs> first one of many to come, for sure. So here's how it's going to go. Uh, I know a lot of you have followed me uh, on my show, Bonzi Live, which I'm super thankful for. That's a shameless plug real quick to start my Bondcast. Uh, Bonzi Live, Monday and Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Uh, you can join me there. It's no holds barred. Um, viewer discretion is advised. It is video audio. Uh, we have a great time. We have great guests. And um, it's been pretty fun. It's, uh, and, we'll, and we'll get into it more in a hot minute. So basically, I want to start off by just explaining who I am, what I am, what I've been up to for the past... Well, I guess since I started, um, I graduated high school in 93. Uh, fuck, that was a long time ago. And went to broadcasting college after uh, two years out of school. I went to Banff and at the most kick-ass time and I worked at the Banff Springs Hotel. Uh, that's a whole nother cast in itself. Uh, definitely uh, talk about that. It was the first time I ever hopped on a plane by myself and took off uh, right out of high school. And um, continued to uh, have the two best years of my life. And almost didn't even make it like two days. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you all about that in an upcoming podcast. But anyway, so I come back and I promised old Sarge, my ma, that I would, I would definitely go back to school. And, uh, or to school, I guess, to, to college. And I, I went to the national, actually I ended up, <laughs> this is a funny story, I forgot about this. I ended up signing up at, uh, I don't even know the name of the college, it was in Welland. And um, a couple of my best friends were going there. And I decided, yeah, I'll, I'll tag along, so let's go. So I went and I walked in registration day. I think it was a couple days before classes started. And I walked in. And as soon as I walked in, I walked out as fast as I got in there. Um, I just realized it just dawned on me. I don't know. It didn't dawn on me the whole drive to Welland. Could have saved myself the goddamn trip. But um, I just realized that I was 100% going to college for the wrong reasons. I was literally there to to go there because my buddies were going there. And I was going to party and, and get wasted. And I would have been lucky if I had even seen the inside of a classroom, to be honest with you, at that time. Anyways, I decided it wasn't for me. And I came home and my parents were none too thrilled, as you can imagine. And uh, so I ended up living in their basement and all of a sudden I applied to uh, the National Institute of Broadcasting in Toronto. I think I saw an article for it or an ad for it in a, in a newspaper when I went to get ice cream at Baskin Robbins one night or something. And um, anyways, I applied and I went down and it was one of those colleges that you have to um, get accepted to. So I went down to Toronto, I think two or three times and did did like an interview. You do some pre-read, like readings. Uh, anyways, I ended up getting uh, accepted and I went uh, there in 1995 and it was a year program. It was a two and a half year program smashed and condensed into one one year. So I busted it out five days a week commuting back and forth from Hamilton to Toronto. Um, not some of my fonder memories. You know, some days the train, some days I drive, but f five days a week in Toronto, it was like, aye, aye, aye. It was, it was a lot, a lot of traveling, a lot of schoolwork, but um, I did it and smashed it off in a year. Anyways, from there, um, I moved back home, or I, I guess I was still home. I shouldn't say I moved back home. I... Uh, 
I continued to stay there for a little while, and then I met a girl at college and ended up moving up to to Coldwater, a really area with her, and I uh, ended up marrying her <laughs> right out of college um, a year or two later. Anyways, I got on radio finally in, in 2000. I'd waited a couple of years. We had a kid right away. I got married in 97, had a baby in 98. And uh, then I finally decided it was time. It was time. I think I got on radio in 1999, and uh, I loved it. I got on B101, and I didn't start on air right away. Actually, I got uh, I was in promotions, and uh, because they didn't have a space, but it wasn't long before the we- the girl that was doing the weekend shows, uh, <laughs> she she guys she turned all Christian, and ended up getting hired over at the Christian uh, station down the street. So it opened up the door for me to start my radio career. And off to the races I went. I had my own show Saturday and Sunday mornings, 6 a.m. till noon. Uh, that's a long haul. It was a lot of content to do. I, I had a great time doing it. Uh, came with so many perks as well. The pay wasn't great back then, especially when you're just a plug on the weekends. <laughs> I was the plug, but I was also the filling guy. So I got to do most of the um, most of the hours as well. I said the only thing I never did was the morning show. Uh, and just as well, like. <laughs> I'll say it. I don't even care. It's water. I don't hate them or anything, but I just didn't like Jamie and Tara at the time. Um, we didn't really get along and see that they were all. They thought they were all that on a fucking morning show on Barry. Like, who gives a shit? You're not. You're not even on the Toronto stations. You're not on a huge, huge network. It was Barry. Okay. Uh, anyways, they thought they were the cats meow, and they really weren't. Yeah, they had a pretty big following, but. Um, Still, I, all the Yentas mostly. <laughs> um, you could go look up Yenta for yourself. I'm not going to explain it, but yeah, they had a, lot, a ton of Yenta listeners, and um, I just we just didn't see eye to eye. Anyways, that was how this whole career started, and uh, it didn't last too long for me, unfortunately. <coughs> Did two years, and um, my now ex-wife was instrumental in making me quit that job. Um, for reasons I will not get into, and that will be the last you ever hear on any podcast about my ex-wife. Um, that subject is off the table. She's off the table and gone for my life, and uh, that's that. Okay? Boom. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so I I, ha- I always I, I got out of radio. I started my own uh, painting business. I, I was working at Brinks for a while, <laughs> believe it or not. For those that know me, back then I was carrying a gun and wearing a bulletproof vest and carrying responsible for millions of dollars sometimes coming out of banks or the casinos. And uh, yeah, that was a fun six years. But uh, while I was doing uh, Brinks, I started painting and it kind of snowballed really quickly into a full-time uh, amazing career. Um, I still kind of do it on the sides for, for mostly friends. Uh, or old wicked customers that I had, but um, ended up starting painting my own house, then my ex-mother-in-laws and, and family and friends, and and then it just snowballed into painting min- multi-million-dollar homes from from scratch to finish. And uh, you know, some some there's some houses out there that I am to this day I'm just blown away at the uh, at the job. So I was able to pull off with my crew uh, because they were amazing, uh, huge huge projects, and and pulled them off with. You know, most of them with ease. You know, you always have your troubles along the way, but it was it was certainly a great time. Um, turned into, uh, I, I did a TV show for one season with a great buddy of mine, Mark Caverly. We got to do a show called Save Us From Our House. And uh, I didn't have any speaking lines, but uh, just a lot of on-camera time, I guess, for, uh, you know, just showing my ass, painting away at uh, some of these houses that we did in Toronto for this TV show. Uh, I'm sure they're out there, too. I can't even remember what. So they did a whole bunch of seasons. I think we were season maybe 
four or five or six. So, anyways, you could float through and, and watch the first one or two and see. Uh, you can see me on there and see me on my on my TV debut <laughs> back in the day on Save Us Save Us from Our House. It was called. So go check it out on YouTube or Google it or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, even the whole time I was painting, um, I had this itch always to to get back on radio or, or do something like TV ish, radio ish, and just where where I could be be me, be funny, be stupid. Um, and yeah, I, but it never came to fruition. You know, I ended up having another baby uh, back then, and um, just ended up painting for for so many, so many years. And and just uh, you know, had had a great life with my kids and stuff. And I took them to hockey, soccer, you name it. We we really did have a great time. So I just never really got back into radio. And then um, fast forward to 2016. Now I've been single for about four years, and uh, I started doing a couple of commercials for. Her a buddy of mine down in Toronto who was part of a production company, and they had some clients down in the states. Uh, one Sher- Sherwin Williams, uh, b- big company down there, and Kent Hardware. I did a ended up doing some commercials for them. That was for their uh, YouTube YouTube commercials um, down in the states, and uh, I still have that actually. I'll, I'll uh, maybe I can find it and I'll I'll insert the uh, the commercial coming up uh, either here. Or maybe at the end of the show for your listening pleasure of my first commercial that I did uh, after being on radio. Um, geez, back from '99 to 2001, shit. And then 2016 before I did it, before I stepped back in front of a microphone. Um, but I love doing it. But uh, sadly, it lasted about two hot seconds because uh, my life changed drastically right after I um, did the audio for that uh, for, for that particular gig for my buddy. Um, I lost the. I was working for a, co- a company up in Quebec. Uh, I had a year contract, and right away when I started from it was an auto parts uh, company that I worked for. So I was bouncing back and forth from Quebec, traveled all a bunch of Ontario, and um, geez, after uh, they promised me the world and was, oh, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. We're gonna assign you to a multi-year uh, blah blah blah. Anyways, it was big money, and I and I was uh, I loved it. I was doing good at it, and then all of a sudden, boom, years up. Out the door. <laughs> they didn't even give me like uh, a warning. Nothing. It was just I thought I was going in there to get uh, to sign my new deal, and uh, yeah, they had other plans. They just used and abused me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then, and at the same time, my house flooded. I had a huge fucking flood. Uh, I lost a lot of contents back then. Um, I was renting a house out. I was in between. Moving out of my uh, divorce home and before I bought my uh, new home, I I wanted to find the right place, so I didn't jump in. I rented for the first, I think, year or two. Anyways, (laughs) a pipe burst one day whilst I wasn't home. I was at my girlfriend's at the time, and uh, actually, it wasn't my girlfriend. She was my fiance. And uh, so I came home uh, to a a huge, huge flood, and um, so that sucked. So I couldn't live in my house for like five or six months. And also at the same time, like a week after this happened, I found out that said fiance uh, was a filthy cheating slut (laughs) and cheated on me three days after we got engaged. Uh, Sadly, I didn't find out for months and months after, I think like five months later. Anyways, um, got rid of her whore ass and I decided that was enough. It was like three whammies right in a row. And I took off to Costa Rica. I was originally going to go backpack in in uh, Europe, and a friend of mine, good friend of mine, Jennifer Butno, who was just a recent guest on on Bonzi Live, 
Um, she talked me out of going to Europe. She said, why the fuck would you go to Europe in, in February, you stupid idiot? Uh, it's going to be cold, wet, and you, and you can go to Costa Rica. Uh, I spent a year there. I know tons of people. I can tell you where to go. Anyway, she set me up on the most wicked itinerary. A one-month um, little jaunt for me, you know, get away and clear my head turned into eight weeks. And uh, rocked all of Costa Rica. Spent a week down in Panama as well. Got to see new and old Panama City, which was something to behold. And I also uh, uh, took off to um, the Caribbean side of Panama and went out to San Blas Islands. Now, for those of you who, uh, who don't know what San Blas Islands is, Google it. Um, these are, there are the most amazing islands out in the Caribbean Sea that are in, uh, in uh, habitated, habitated, what the hell is that word? Um, by, by indigenous people still. And they live by, by the land. You know, they, they're out fishing in their little boats so they can eat. Um, you know, we were told anything that you, you see or find or, t- you know, want to think you want to take off that, that island that we were on, we're on many of them, don't. Um, it's sacred to those islands and, uh, we island hopped for three days. It was super, super cool. No power on any of the islands. And, um, the only way they run is off uh, generators. Uh, those that are lucky enough to even have them. And, uh, yeah, it truly was an amazing, magical, magical experience. So if you're ever out that way, go to San Blas Islands and, and check it out. If you're down in the Panama region. Uh, definitely going to do a full podcast on on that eight weeks spent in Costa Rica and Panama because <laughs> I almost died three times uh, on that trip alone. And the one, uh, I'm not even kidding, like uh, was one minute away from death. Uh, excuse me. As told by the doctor, uh, I got stung in the throat by a wasp and uh, went into full anaphylactic shock an hour up a mountain. And I didn't know I was allergic. So you could imagine the... Um, the madness that ensued uh, 30 seconds later, about 30 to 40 seconds later, I, uh, instantly my ass cheeks, of all things, got a crazy, crazy itchy, more than you could ever imagine. And then the palms of my hands. Luckily, I was with somebody that knew what the hell was going on because I didn't. I, uh, but she was going, That's uh, you're going in anaphylactic shock. Anyway, she saved my life. Uh, love her to this day. Well, we'll totally get her. Her name's Natalie. Elliot, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that at a whole nother podcast, but yeah, definitely one of the most craziest, easily the craziest time of my life. Uh, scared the shit out of me, coming that close to death. My life did flash before my eyes, and uh, I thought I was never going to see my kids again. So scared the shit out of me, and I will tell the entire story uh, on a later podcast, okay? What else have I got? Uh, so yeah, listen, it's been... Um, I can't wait to do the uh, podcast on the traveling. I really do have so many crazy stories. Uh, and, and it leads to like the whole where I've been for three, four years um, and why I didn't jump into uh, doing those commercials and stuff again, because I basically, once I got my feet wet down there in Costa Rica and Panama, uh, it was off to the races for me. I spent the next four years um, traveling back and forth from, from Nicaragua, actually, to back to Ontario. And I bought a bar down there. Which uh, we'll de- we'll definitely get into as well. Um, one of the one of the greatest things uh, that I ever did. It was a good learning experience. Uh, hindsight, I, I have no regrets because regrets are for fuck. You just you, you know we're all gonna make mistakes along the way. You can't call them regrets. Um, they're called mistakes. They're called life lessons. You know because life is goddamn hard. Nobody gave me a fucking manual in high school uh, of how to be an adult, you know, and, and do all these things on my own. You, you live and learn and you make mistakes, folks. So I don't call them regrets. 
Looking back, I wish I would have spent my money more wisely. I could have had a goddamn house there and lived comfortably in the winters. And then, um, you know, been 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 come back in the summers and still had my my kids to see every every summer and play golf here. But uh, yeah, it's just not the way it went. And listen, again, no regrets. But um, listen, I got to spend the past few years living in Nicaragua. Um, I dabbled in real estate. I ran fishing tours and captain fishing tours. Spent a ton of time out on the ocean. My dog's having a freak out, uh, lest anybody think I'm sitting here grunting and groaning in the background. He's rolling on the floor like a maniac. Um, and yeah, anyways, I did private boat tours, uh, motorbike tours, SUV tours, and I really had a great time there. And I'm not done. Um, I was running a friend's bar before I left. Uh, shout out to Parlor Bar. And I'm a boy there who who is running it or owns it. Not running it. I was running it. Uh, Kyle Chudley, uh, my boy, thanks for trusting me in running your bar. It was great times. It was packed every, every day, 15 hours a day I put in there. And we had great times. And all of a sudden, poof. Done. Over. Um, had to hop on a plane and come home. Now, for numeracies, because of COVID, uh, the entire town shut down. There's nothing going on. I had nothing to do. I was bored. My parents were freaking out, especially my mom. And as we all know, shit rolls downhill. And uh, my dad, old Kenny there, was uh, was taking so much grief from Sarge. And you get, you get your son home here right now. I'm bloody scared. And I, wa- I want Gregory home. And he can live here until he gets his home back in Aurelia. And and you just get him home right now, Kenneth. So poor Pops, every single day, he's like, son, get the hell home. I'll, I'll buy the goddamn ticket. Just get on a plane. Come on. So I did. Okay? Uh, <laughs> I was renting my house out to this nightmare uh, that refused to pay bills and then subsequently rent after uh, payment of rent was up and she decided to stay. But that's a whole other story that we won't get into. <laughs> So I had to stay in my parents' basement for four months, okay? Uh, listen, I love my parents to death, but there's a reason I moved out at 18 years old. And, and you know, and they're, they're, they're in their 70s. So listen, I'm going to look back on that four months spent there, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I cherish it and look back and say uh, how amazing it was to get to spend that time with my parents who are in their 70s. Um. <laughs> But listen, I'm on a totally different wavelength with them. I was, I'm 47 years old. Uh, I was a pissed Hank, and you know, I smoked a copious amount of uh, marijuana. And my man uh, absolutely hates the stuff and hates booze. She never had a sip of alcohol since the day I came out of her vagina and um, has never touched drugs either. Um, so you can imagine, listen. She's come to accept the fact that, you know, her three kids are piss tanks and we all drank and we all smoked the uh, Mary Jane, but she didn't like it. Uh, but we were respectful. You know, I would, uh, we'd always go outside to smoke for sure. I would never smoke in the, in the basement where I was locked in. But um, listen, this whole, so the, the, the way I get started on this podcast, you know, I'm kind of, I'm all over the map here. And, and if you watch my live shows, Bonzi Live, uh, I get very easily distracted in which uh, my producers will go, uh, squirrel, and and actually put up pictures of squirrels because I can get off on tangents. Now, I think I'm following the, 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 the storyline pretty good here uh, as a first-time podcaster and telling the story uh, because I know a lot of you do watch the show and you've know, you know most of what is going on as it's been talked about in the show. But for my new friends and fans out there that are going to be listening to this badass podcast uh, in the future, the Bondcast, um, you know, we're sort of getting the ball rolling here and telling the story of how it's come to be that I am now doing my own Bondcast. 
So when I moved into my parents' basement, uh, I had to do the 14-day quarantine, as uh, everybody had to do back then. And listen, I'm not I'm not a, a be-by-yourself type of fella. I'm very outgoing. Um, the life of the party. I'm the I'm the class clown. Love to make everybody laugh. And so you know, I went from like I said, running that bar every day and working my ass off, but at the same time partying and having a great time with everybody, uh, to being locked in my parents' basement, getting food served at the top of the stairs like I was some sort of goddamn leper or something. And uh, you know, it was it was boring. Well, day three. Um, I'd had enough already. I was I was completely bored. I was lonely, and uh, he couldn't even go. I went outside. I think day two, posted it on on Facebook that I went over to the park where there was zero point zero people, zero. Okay, and I made some funny video of me pretending to play baseball at my childhood park. Knocked one out of the park and uh, ran around the bases and f- filmed the whole thing. And I thought it was being funny, and it was funny. But um, a whole bunch of yentas out there decided, uh, that's not funny, Bonthi, and you should be locked in your basement, goddammit. Uh, how dare you be out in public and putting people in those lives in jeopardy? Come again? I, I never saw a fucking soul the entire time at a-, at a goddamn park that is the size of 20 football fields put together. How am I going to f- fucking affect anybody, infect or affect anybody? I didn't. Anyways... That was the last jaunt to the park, uh, you know, and uh, getting some fresh air, you know, God forbid, even with a mask on and you don't see anybody, apparently you still weren't allowed outside of the confines of your own home. So on day three, <laughs> and I was pissed off. Uh, so day three, I decided, fuck this. I got, I got day wasted. I got late afternoon wasted and evening wasted. Um, and after two full bottles of wine, I decided it would be an amazing idea to go live on Facebook. Uh, I grabbed uh, a plethora of puppets that were were all over my parents' basement because they're they're huge on Halloween and they have all these things kicking around. And I grabbed anything that I thought I could have a conversation with, uh, all smashed up on wine and and, and a whole bunch of, you know, joints. Anyways, uh, (laughs) I thought it would be such a great idea to hit the go live button. I had the hit playing in the background. And I had a bottle of wine, no glass, of course. Who needs a glass when you're already two bottles of wine deep? Um, and I hit live, go live. <laughs> well, what proceeded was it was uh, 37 minutes of pure gold. So I thought. Um, and, and a lot of friends did too. It, it got huge, huge ratings. <laughs> uh, because I, I literally sat there like a buffoon. Uh, I just got an email. Uh, that always happens, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and stop it. And Oh, I heard a ding ding. Yes, Bonzi got an email. Um, anyways, I was <laughs> I was about 20 plus minutes into the show, and I mean, I was dropping F-bombs left, right, and center. I was wasted. And um, I was having a grand old time with the puppets, though. The hip was blasting in the background, and uh, <laughs> I was doing all these crazy voices well. My dad came down about 20, I think it's 27 minutes in. I still haven't watched the entire thing back. Um, I don't even know the reason why. Um, I've heard it's pure gold, but I haven't even seen it all. And I would love to see the part where my dad comes down. He comes downstairs and he was he was right upset. Probably the most upset I've seen him since I was a teenager, like 16, 17 years old. When I, uh, I, I pushed him in the pool. In front of my buddies, and uh, he was not impressed. Believe me, you. I think that was the last time I saw him this mad. 
<laughs> and fuck was he ever mad. He was like frothing at the mouth almost. He's like, oh, I've heard enough of you and your bloody F-bombs. You shut the bloody hell up and turn that goddamn thing off. Because he was right above me in his little man cave watching his, uh, watching his, he watches these, all these girly shows like fucking Bachelor and, and uh, the, the mass singer and, 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 and American Idol, all that garbage. That, that makes my blood curdle. Uh, that's his favorite. <laughs> Anyways, I guess I was interrupting his shows <laughs> with this uh, barrage of F-bombs and yelling and screaming with the puppets. Yeah, and he was none too impressed. God damn it. Uh, again, I've never seen him that mad, and I thought he was going to kill me. Anyways, I guess as he was walking back up the stairs, I don't have any recollection of this because I was super wasted. Um, and I haven't watched it back, but I guess I called him a fucking Nazi. <laughs> As he was going up the stairs, uh, I think, thank Christ he didn't hear me because, uh, boy, even at 73, he'd have probably still come down and kicked my ass for that. Um, <laughs> and thank God he has no interest in watching the show. Uh, so he would have never even uh, seen it back. But um, anyways, I didn't mean it, obviously. It was just, uh, <laughs> I was having a grand old time. And how dare he interrupt my show and and and, and say it was horrible. But uh, it wasn't horrible. It, well, it might have been, but uh, it was one of those horrible good things. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, what proceeded from there was more debauchery, debauchery over the uh, the coming weeks and months being trapped in my parents' basement. I would get just wasted and go on and, and hit live. And it, it, it was just a gong show. It certainly had about 10, 15 viewers at first, and nobody was watching after that first nightmare. And... Um, yeah, it was a tough go, but I kept at it for some reason. I, I guess I was just mostly bored. And and I would, uh, just whenever I felt like it, I was doing it three or four times a week, just getting shit-faced and going live. Anyways, it, it, I finally smartened up after some some positive feedback, saying like people did, really did love the show and what I was doing, but you know maybe maybe tone it down a hot minute and um, not be so so aggressive with the, the swearing, the burping. Um, and the drunkenness. So I, I really did. I dialed it back. I turned it into my kind of more of a professional thing as professional as you're going to get sitting in your parents' basement. <laughs> and I really did start to build uh, a bigger audience. And I, and uh, you guys have been amazing. I can't thank you enough for the support along the way. It really has turned into something great. Now I've interviewed uh, the likes of Jeremy Taggart, Theo Fleury, uh, amazing NHL star, Chris Contos, another NHL player. Um who else have we had on here? Haley Mather, uh, Matt Good's uh, girlfriend, current girlfriend, and uh, amazing musician in herself and, and just an all-around amazing human being. I had uh, a high school friend on that well, we weren't really friends, but more of acquaintances. And uh, anyways, we had an amazing, amazing conversation about her struggles um, with with alcoholism and, and drugs back in the day. And now she's doing amazing things. Michelle Titian doing amazing things. She started her own foundation and is six years clean it's over um and she's been a big part of helping me get um gets over as well as of this podcast probably by the time it airs i'll be almost two weeks sober and uh pretty excited for that now by sober i mean uh booze um i didn't have a problem i just really fucking liked it and we drank every day and it just was hindering my my performance of everything I'm doing, and I was just, I was, I, it was to the point where I fucking had enough of drinking. I really, it just, it just whammed me right in the face one day, and was like, you know, I'm, not, I'm not enjoying being fucking drunk anymore, or drinking and waking up feeling like shit. So, anyways, we're almost two weeks in, and um, I'm feeling better. The show's going great, and I was told 
It's always stuck with me. I was told about 10, 10 plus years ago by a psychic. And I wasn't looking for her goddamn advice either at the time. It was my uh, kids and ex-wife were, were sought her, uh, paid for her words and advice at a, at a, at a booth in, in Disney World ages and ages ago. And uh, afterwards, she was done with them. She came and kind of pulled me aside and said, listen, mister, uh, I see big things for you in the future. Um, you probably don't want to hear it, but you need to quit drinking. And um, I see you surrounded by water in the future. And I see big things for you in the future when you decide to quit booze. And uh, I just laughed at her. I really did. <laughs> and 10 plus years later, here I am. Uh, I, I, fuck, I lived in Nicaragua for the past three plus years on and off. And was surrounded by water. Lived um, basically on the water. And was always on boats. And now I've quit drinking. And I've got, within, within three days of making the decision to not drink, I signed this podcast deal. Um, so I'm super excited to see what this freak show, um, I'm not a huge believer in psychics, but I'm also, who am I to say that, uh, and be so naive that maybe, maybe some of, there is some truth to some of them, you know, cause I believe in ghosts. I believe I've seen ghosts. I believe in UFOs and aliens. I have not seen an alien per se. Um, I think I have seen a UFO, but pff, who knows, you know, uh, I'll get into it another time, but there was a, an object in the sky that moved faster than anything I've ever witnessed in my entire being on this planet, okay? Uh, it was huge, it was white, and it was the fastest fucking thing I've ever seen move in my, in my entire life. And as soon as I saw it, it was gone. A, a clear across open, open skies. So anyways, yeah, I'd be naive to think that maybe this lady uh, could probably see the future and um, and what she has saw or, or has to say holds uh, some truth. So Listen, big things have happened since uh, since I've already made the decision to, to stop drinking. And I don't know if it's going to be forever. Um, I, I, don't, I really don't know the answer to that question. But I know for now, it's going to be as long as I can possibly go. Um, and, and we'll see what, what happens. I, I really am going to give it a go for the first time in my life and see what kind of uh, things will come out of it. And see if uh, what this lady said uh, has any ounce of truth to it. So we'll see, I guess, right? Um, yeah, I can't believe we're a half hour in. I was worried, like, how am I going to even do a half hour podcast? And now I'm not limited to any time. To be honest, it could be 15 minute podcast. Um, but I'm, I'm, uh, held accountable thanks to a private backer who I, I can't thank enough. I love you to pieces. Uh, and thanks for having the faith and trusting me to, uh, to pull off, um, uh, these podcasts. And I hope, uh, people will find them entertaining in the years to come. I really do hope to entertain you guys for many more years. Uh, it's been great. I would have never thought that I'd be interviewing people like Theo Fleury or Jeremy Taggart, uh, Marianne from Brooklyn from the Howard Stern Show. She was an amazing guest. Um, and I've got to do that already. So I'm I'm looking forward to uh, guests that will be uh, future guests on, on the podcast, uh, on the Bondcast, as well as uh, Bonzi Live. That's not going to stop either. So uh, listen, big things have happened. And I'm, I'm back in my own home now, thankfully. It's been uh, August 1st I moved back. And, uh, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been great. I've slowly been unpacking and getting things back to, you know, making it feel like my home. Uh, cause I've had people live here for two years straight. Um, and I think I've spent a total of six weeks here in those, in those two years. So it's nice to be home, have my own bed that, uh, I spent a shit ton of money on a few years ago and then, and then haven't lived in the country since. So it's nice to have my own, my own bedroom back, my own amazing bed and just my own everything. You know what I mean? Uh, and I built my own home studio here, which I'm loving. I'm sitting here reading books for a living now, which I thought would never happen and doing voiceovers. 
and and uh, voices for for people all around the world. So it's been super cool. And uh, 2020 certainly has been uh, one of those years, eh? Fuck. It started out even before COVID. Uh, I started in a cast January 1st. Uh, actually, I went in a cast January, th- January, December 30th. And December 31st, woke up sick as a motherfucker. Now, I attributed it to being in the hospital the day before getting my cast on. Uh, but who knows? I don't, I don't know if things incubate that fast or whatever. Uh, but I did fly home only through, ah, oh, fuck. It was before Christmas. So it was about a week before that. Uh, so probably picked up something in on the airplane or in the airport coming home from Nicaragua. I came home for a funeral. A close friend of mine had passed away uh, due to the fucking cancer. Shit. And he literally died within six weeks um, of finding out he had uh, pancreatic cancer. Anyways, I missed a funeral by a day due to being uh, delayed. And um, anyways, got to come home and have Christmas with my kids, which was amazing. And um, yeah, anyways, December 31st, New Year's Eve, uh, six in the morning, I woke up critically ill. Oh man, I was puking my guts out, wicked diarrhea, but my body ached from head to toe, horrible cough all of a sudden. And uh, hold on, uh, hold that thought. I'll be right back. My dog is scratching at the door and he's got a pish. Wait. All right, we're back. And and Tucker, thanks you. Uh, he really did have to go number one and two. Okay, um, so where were we? Yeah, so I got really sick. Uh, New Year's Eve day, and I soldiered. I, I got through. I didn't drink. I was so sick that I stayed up till about twelve o five with my. Uh, the, I guess then kind of girlfriend. Uh, Leslie was down here um, in Burlington. We were at my brother's house for New Year's Eve, and uh, my kids came down. And sadly, I was just, uh, I was a barrel of no fun. I really was. I was fucking ill. And it's funny because uh, my the girl that I've seen at the time and uh, who helped get me home, she thought I was faking it. <laughs> For some reason, she thought I was totally faking it and I wasn't sick. Anyways, she found out the hard way that I wasn't faking it because she got it too. <laughs> and my sister-in-law got it. Uh, my parents got it. And I think, you know, looking back, we all kind of believe we had COVID. Um, that was the start of it. My sister-in-law actually ended up in the hospital with pneumonia, uh, which was probably COVID, but we didn't even know it, uh, back then. Anyways, so I started the year off with, with COVID, a broken foot and a sprained ankle. (laughs) It was no fun, believe me. And then I went, uh, I went back to Nicaragua, uh, and everything went pretty good there. Um, except the fact that, uh, COVID happened. And um, then I had to come home. Um, no sooner had I just got there and was rocking the bar for a few months and came back. Um, then I got a kidney stone. Fuck me. I've had six. No, check that. Seven kidney stones in my entire life since I was, uh, I think I got my first one at 19. Um, the first six I had to have um, removed by operation and because they were so big. Um, and this one, for the first time ever, uh, Mr. S- number Lucky number seven there uh, was was small enough that I was, um, I don't know if it's lucky or unlucky to get home and to, you had to go home and pish it out. Um, and that was no fun, folks. Believe me, you. Um, I wish kidney stones upon no one. Uh, for female doctors and nurses out there they who have given birth and that have also had kidney stones, they liken it to the same. So I have given birth to seven kids. <laughs> well, at least felt the pain like uh, giving birth to seven kids. It is no fucking fun, folks. Believe me. The pain is excruciating. It's so painful that it makes you throw up. 
Like, I think I've thrown up every single time I had a kidney stone because your body just got, goes into like a shock because it's like, what in the royal fuck is this pain? Like, no way. Nothing should hurt this much ever. Like, it's I, I've never been shot or stabbed and, and nor do I want to. But I can I can imagine that's what it would it would feel like getting shot or stabbed is, is this kidney stone pain. Anyways, I wish it upon nobody. And uh, yeah, so I had my my seventh kidney stone. So that sucked. And then, then, oh, and then it broke my hand right in the middle of golf season. I'm having, I'm having a great year of golf. Um, everything's going great. Tickety boo. I'm actually consistently shooting low 80s, and then boom. I'm not even going to tell the story how it broke my hand because it sucks. It's not something I'm proud of, and it does suck. But I was six weeks in a cast, and I, I held. I thought, oh, not a big deal. I'll, I'll still golf, right? Um, I, w- I, w- I was trying to manipulate the way like I could hold the club in my in my cast hand and and I'd be able to golf. No. The way it broke my finger or my knuckle, my finger had to be locked in a certain place in this cast. And bar golfing with one hand, one hand which just wasn't – I wasn't down with that. That, that would have long-term detrimental effects for my swing, I think. And so I just took full six weeks off, which was super hard to do and sucked. Um, but I did it and I came back. It was a tough, tough goal coming back. I think my first three or four rounds, the game was there, but the timing was off and fuck, it was horrible. Just horrible. But it came back and, uh, ended up playing really well to finish the season. Won some money from some pals, which is always nice. I actually ended up probably walking away with $200 by the end of the season. I think it was down. I only lost, I think I lost 20 to boots one day and, uh, that, but I won it back, um, tenfold. So, yeah, and and the way the weather is here now, where I'm doing this podcast from in Ontario, it's uh, I might be lucky to get one more round out of the out of the season, but uh, I'm n- I'm not really counting on it. I'd like to, but uh, we'll see how things go. Anyways, it certainly has been a goddamn year, man. Uh, after the broken hand, everything's been tickety boo. You said to quit drinking. Old Tubby here is going to the gym. Uh, I've been six days in a row. Uh, today will be the seventh. Right after this podcast, uh, I'm out of here. Um. Got to hit the uh, hit the cardio. Oh god, god, damn it! I got so much COVID weight and broken foot weight. Like I've never been this heavy, and and I and I hate it. So old tubby wubby here has uh, been been working really hard at the gym and trying to eat well too. And that's hard. God damn it! Eating healthy is is really hard. I'm not gonna lie. Probably it's it's I, eating healthy for me is harder than quitting drinking. I'm not even gonna lie, um, because I smoke a lot of weed too. To help combat my my depression and PTSD and stuff. And it gives you the fucking munchies. It really does. Anyways, um, what else we got? So I wake up this morning. I'm, I'm going to end the podcast soon here. <laughs> We're, I've been rambling for 38 minutes. Uh, but I woke up this morning. I'm fully disappointed in in my city's recycling program and, and, and the pickup fellas. Now, since I moved back here uh, August 1st, the goddamn recycling has been uh, in the afternoon. Same with the garbage pickup. Every Tuesday. Recycling picked up in the afternoon, not a big deal. And uh, today, the motherfuckers come at eight in the morning. Now, I was in the shower, just getting ready to start my day, and and there was no running out there to. So now I had to put it across the street, which luckily enough I could do. But I just don't understand the the, the, the whole rhyme to reason of coming at all of a sudden at eight in the morning. You know, no warning, no no. Oh hey, uh, next week you're gonna be earlier. No, I don't know. Maybe I'm just rambling on. My buddy told me earlier that I was I was uh, giving up some Cole's notes of what I was going to talk about, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, fucking baby, stop your whining about some recycling." Did you get it put out, Bondi? Yes, I did. Then, then stop whining. 
it's just the whole point, right? Like, what the hell? Anyways, speaking of speaking of what the hell, um, they're talking about canceling canceling Halloween in the major hotspots in the Toronto region and and up in Ottawa. Now, listen, folks, stop it, okay? Stop it already. Stop the fear mongering. Stop listening to every goddamn thing you hear on TV and and the intraweb, and Facebook and whatever else, okay? If you can fucking order a coffee or 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 McDonald's or whatever through the goddamn window, or you can go to a grocery store or a liquor store and grab said items that you need. Why can't a kid one day of the year with a mask on following the rules that are laid out by our government, get some goddamn candy. Okay. Like seriously, there's going to be social distancing. Like how, how fucking close do you get to somebody's uh, face when you, when they open the door to get candy, you don't get that close. Okay. So stop it. You're going to have a costume on, a mask. Maybe the person in the house is going to have a mask on. And then it'll be like the same thing as getting groceries. You come home, you wipe it down with some wipes, and the kid can have his goddamn candy on Halloween, okay? So stop it already, canceling Halloween. I've never heard such nonsense. Seriously. What are we, fucking Michael Myers is running rampant in the goddamn neighborhood? The kids go to school. The least you could do is, is let them have goddamn Halloween, okay? So stop it. And, 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 and just let them go trick or treat okay parents don't hold back because if, ma- if if with washing your hands and wearing masks and social distancing works then explain to me for one hot second why the kids can't go door to door and get some goddamn candy cripes anyways <laughs> i was listening on a funny note here i was listening to howard stern uh this morning as i do every morning monday tuesday wednesday is when he's on anyway and i heard something today that absolutely made me laugh and i was like damn i've never heard that before some dude calls in and, and says, uh, Nikki Glazer, uh, you're, you're sexy, and I love hearing about your... She was talking about her vagina, and she's she got big old meaty labias. And the guy calls in and says, oh, Nikki, I, I would deep throat your labias. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about you, but I have never heard the term deep throat your labias before. Um, I didn't know whether to kind of... I laughed, but at the same time, I almost wanted to throw up to the thought of that uh, as well. <laughs> Because uh, God damn it, that's just gross. Like I, never mind. I, I can't even talk about it because I'm gonna throw up. Uh, the World Series starts tonight, folks. Um, I already did have this podcast. I talked about it on my show last night. I already had this podcast done, and I decided that I want to do it again. <laughs> that, that just comes with having kind of a minor OCD and just wanting to be perfect, uh, perfect for the first one. And I just thought I had more things to that I wanted to talk about and throw in here. So, anyways, uh, quick sports little run here. Excuse me. Uh, it is set for tonight. The Los Angeles Dodgers taking on Tampa Bay. Now, one of these cities. If you're if you're a sports fan in one of those cities, it's going to be a great great um, a month for you because LA Lakers just won uh, the NBA championships, and Tampa Bay Lightning just won the Stanley Cup playoffs. So uh, now Tampa's in the World Series, and LA is in the World Series as well. So one of them, uh, those fans are going to be uh, some lucky fans coming up. Um, uh, being a Toronto fan of all their sports, I don't have that luxury. Though we did win uh, the NBA championships last year, but I'm not even a huge basketball fan. But I was thrilled for for my buddies that are. And uh, listen, it was Toronto, and I'm, I I do support the Raptors. So so good on the Raps for winning, but. I want I want the Jays to win again. I want the, I want the uh, I want the Leafs to win. Now I think we we got Jumbo Joe Thornton coming in, and um, listen, I think this is our best year yet. We got some real core veteran people in there that uh, can hopefully help these young kids along. And uh, let's see what happens. <laughs> I know we say this every year as Leafs fans too, but uh, listen. 
this coming year is going to be our year, okay? I can I can feel it. I can feel it. <sighs> what else have I got? Um, listen, the podcast uh, coming up in the future. I, I hope you I hope you like this one. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I've got so many more to do, and I've got so much to talk about. Uh, welcome to the first ever Bondcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you again to my my backer who is uh, throwing out some ched to make sure that uh, you know I do see a bit of money from this. And uh, I got thanked my. Uh, so as soon as I got word from my backer that that he was giving me the go ahead and the green light to do this uh, for a bit of pay, I reached out to to uh, I don't even I've never met him. But we've been uh, kind of uh, in, uh, social media friends, Instagram friends, if you will. And I love his product. I love his company. It's uh, Scramble Clothing. Okay, Scramble with a K. And I reached out to Joe and 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 some of the other Scramble guys, uh, Scramble House of Golf, and asked if they'd be interested in being my first uh, sponsor for for the Bondcast. And within two minutes, they answered back and said yes, they would love to be part of it and uh, welcome me onto their uh, part of the squad with open arms. So I'm super thankful for them as well. Um, and, and having them aboard has already turned into, uh, I think I mentioned earlier in the podcast that uh, we've got two more sponsors coming up in the next uh, month, month and a half or so that are going to join the Bondcast as well and the family. So I'm looking forward to that. So I'll do a quick read before I say, uh, before I get out of here and say goodbye. So uh, guys, Christmas is coming. And listen, what, what guy doesn't love to get uh, golf wear or some golf hats as a gift? Uh, at any time of the year, but especially Christmas. Uh, so be like me and go to www.scrambleclothing.com. That's scramble with a K and order your man or your lady some uh, some kick-ass golf and surf apparel. Uh, just go to the website, www.scrambleclothing.com. Check out some of the cool hats they got. Some They got great tees, hoodies, and, and golf shirts as well. Um, so yeah, place a huge order. Uh, Christmas is coming, like I said. And um, let the boys know down there that you, you heard their ad on uh, Bonzi, on uh, the Bondcast. And uh, listen, we'll, we'll we'll help these guys out and um, support uh, support the people that are supporting the Bondcast, right? So if you you know you guys are my friends and uh, go 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 check them out. And listen, if you're ever in the Pennsylvania area, uh, or if you're gonna be traveling through, if you're there and you're listening, uh, you gotta check out uh, the Scramble House of Golf. Uh, my buddy there just built an amazing indoor facility. 90 days they busted this out in so that it'd be ready in time for the golf season, uh, winter uh, season, so, uh, because I can't golf outdoors in Pennsylvania in the winter, as you know. It's just like here. Uh, so so great work to those guys. If you want to check out the, the video, the whole process, because it, it just certainly was a process. They literally took a hollow um, building and, and turned it into a, fucking pure awesomeness there's bunkers there's uh pu- practice putting greens that has elevation and and breaks and downhill curves with the state-of-the-art technology you can play 18 holes on the big screens they, they got a whole bunch of big screens there uh to smash the ball into and play 18 holes with that state-of-the-art uh technology too as well as big screens all over to watch sports while you're while you're keeping your game sharp uh this winter so you can kick your buddy's ass come springtime okay so check them out as well at scramble house of golf uh they're on instagram at scramble house of golf with a k and again don't forget to go to www.scrambleclothing.com to pick up your uh your fella or your lady some some badass uh apparel for uh for christmas all right um thanks again folks the podcast uh the first one it's in the can so i can't wait for you to Thanks for listening and uh, listen. Find it. Find all of the the rest of them at uh, a streaming service near you: Spotify, YouTube, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud. 
And as well, don't forget to watch Bonzi Live Mondays and Fridays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And listen, I can't thank you guys all again for the support. I look forward to doing uh, a plethora more of these podcasts to come. And yeah, we'll definitely have some uh, some swag coming up too in the near future. We're going to have our own hat, shirts, stickers, the whole nine yards, okay? Uh, thanks, everybody. Do have a great week. Thanks for listening to the first ever Bondcast. Uh, stay safe out there. Wash those damn hands. And let the kids go fucking trick-or-treating, okay? You take care. Peace. Pip-pip. Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.